0: What's going on everybody? I'm Enrique Pinheiro and welcome back to the Hawk Show Talk Show, a Seattle Seahawks podcast. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as YouTube. And then I am on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, and my at on all those platforms is at Hawk Show Talk Show, uh, if you want to follow and keep up. In today's episode, I'm going to be uh, going over an overview, a review of the Week One game, Seahawks versus Colts that we won twenty-eight to sixteen, and then I'm also going to be previewing the Seahawks Titans game that is for Week Two up around the corner. So yeah, let's get right into it. Let's talk some hawk. So Week One, Colts in Indy, and big win. Uh, we, we whooped them. I'd say even though the score doesn't really show it, uh, we won by twelve. Like we were, we were dominant the entire game, uh, and like there was a garbage time touchdown that they got, so it was twenty, basically twenty to ten. If Trey Flowers didn't give up on a play, well, there was a, there was no safety, but still. Anyways, let's go over it. Uh, the highlights. Let's start with the offense. Russell looked amazing. Of course, he did. It's the beginning of the season. Hopefully, he can keep it up uh, on the back end of the season this year. But yeah, Russell eighteen for twenty three, four touchdowns and two fifty four yards. Yeah. Uh, so he just looked amazing. Almost, he almost had the same number of touchdowns as incompletions. Uh, when there was a point in the game where he had three touchdowns and two incompletions, I'm pretty sure. So that's awesome to see. Uh, I, no one really doubted Russell going into this, but the Colts have a really good defense, uh, especially last season they did. So you know, I, I wouldn't have put money on four touchdowns. I would have said like two and three, two or three in a win. But you know, Russell uh, just outdoes himself all The time, especially the beginning of the season, but I don't want to be able to use that excuse. Uh, oh, it's the early like first half of the season, Russell, because Shane Waldron, and I'll get into that in a sec. Uh, what else with the offense? Chris Carson looked great, he had a fumble that was not great, uh, but 16 carries for 91 yards, uh, no touchdowns, but just a great game. There was that one run, uh, it's like a 30 yarder where you just uh, just like Julian Blackman, the Colts safety number thirty-two, he was with him for a while, but Chris Carson just kept running and kept pushing him. It reminded me a bit of when Derrick Henry uh was running alongside Earl Thomas and flipped him over in that uh the divisional game, the v- divisional playoff a couple years back. But yeah, uh, what else? T D Lockett uh just amazing. It's one of those games like the Cardinals game of last year or the Niners game of last year where it's just he didn't even have that many catches in this one, but the second the ball is thrown to him is just amazing. The first one uh, was like a 28-yard touchdown, I wanna say, something like that. Just a perfect adjustment. Like I thought for sure he there's no way in the world he would get to that ball. And just over the shoulder, like he's, he was like at first running a little to his left, he looks up, then the ball's coming to his right, uh, corrects it and just catches it. It was sick, amazing to see. And then later he had the sixty nine yard touchdown, uh, and that that was just two safeties split them both. Russell threw a perfect ball uh, up up the middle, and it was just it was great to see. Uh, so yeah, Tyler Lockett he had let me look four catches, hundred yards, two touchdowns. Uh, so like obviously it wasn't like consistent catches and stuff like we were used to with Tyler Lockett a lot but just like still an insane game so great to see and then DK I was stressing in the first half because I got DK in fantasy uh and DK had like zero targets in like I want to say the first half I know the first quarter was zero targets maybe the first target was somewhere in the second half and I was like this is dK like and Xavier Rhodes is out. And I know Xavier Rhodes isn't some star like he used to be. But he's still a Colts' number one corner. And he's out. So I'm hoping DK can go off. And I was uh, I was stressing a little. I know Se- Seahawks over fantasy. Don't worry. I got my priorities straight. But I still would always love to see DK uh, go off. And then later in the game, it worked out in the, in the end. Because uh, DK had that nice touchdown. He was lined up in the slot. Uh, and just, just straight up aggressive catch on... Uh, oh, I forget the Colts' corner's name. But... Kenny Moore, I want to say. I think it's Kenny Moore. But yeah, so four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown for DK. Uh, In the end, I know everyone's going to be like, oh, like Lockett had this much bigger game. Uh, But if you look, they had the same amount of targets. They both had five targets, DK and Lockett. So I don't know who Russell's favorite is. I'm going to assume it's still DK. Maybe it's just both. There's no problem with having two two favorites. Uh, Then I want to get into the, I guess, third string wide receiver uh, because I'll get to that in a sec. Eskridge uh he had what I think a catch and two carries and he looked great on those plays like it really I wouldn't say shocked me but you know like impressed me uh and then he got concussed on his I think it was a jet sweep or a screen I forget it was towards the sideline though uh and he's out in week two which sucks but Eskridge I like what I see uh then behind Eskridge there's Freddie Swain uh, he had no key at target and no catches. I don't even remember it, but uh, I like Freddie Swain in real life, but I don't think he's, like, if we want to have this elite offense that I know we're capable of having because we have Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, uh, and Chris Carson, I don't think Swain is going to elevate us to the next level like I would have wanted uh, with a third string receiver this year, like Eskridge uh, could have potentially done. So, yeah, uh, but about that. I'm starting to think maybe we don't need a third-string wide receiver, like a good one, because Gerald Everett looked great. He only had two targets, but there was two catches and a touchdown. Uh, he had let me see, he had twenty receiving yards, uh, and he looked good. I don't like, and it's just nice to see because, well, okay, this, I'm gonna like uh, counter myself here, but I have always complained that the Seahawks have these tall, slow tight ends, uh, like Greg Olson, like. Uh, like Jacob Hollister, like Will Disley, and who just kind of tend to be unathletic, and I really don't like that, but as I say that, Will Disley stiff-armed, uh, I'll say the heck out of uh, a court player, uh, on Sunday, and that was really cool to see, but still, Everett, he's just, he just feels so much faster, and I don't know, I just, I, I love to see, he, also, he looks sick, the armbands, and uh, I don't know, but it's just it's great to see. I I love seeing Gerald Everett out there. Uh, the O line looked great. Well, it was it was three sacks, but I thought it would be worse honestly. Uh, because it's the Colts D line. I know Justin Houston left, but DeForest Buckner is still like a top five D lineman in the league uh, and probably top three interior. I don't count like yeah. Uh, so he's a beast. I thought it'd be worse than it was honestly. So I'm glad and. The run game looked great. Uh, About the run game, other than Chris Carson, no one else looks special. Penny's already hurt again. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make fun of him for being hurt, but it's just, it's it's getting to a point where it's it's just it's unbelievable. Uh, I I hope he gets better, and I just I wish it wouldn't happen as much. Uh, DJ didn't do much. Alex Collins was inactive. I love Alex Collins, uh, but we don't we don't need too many running backs, so that's all right. And then, uh, yeah. I guess that's it for the offense. O line looked good, except postage was a revolving door. There was a sack where Forrest Buckner literally just like tapped him. Ethan postage it, it was like you know when, when you know when like you're in public and there's like one of those, those buttons like for handicapped, uh, where you press the button and the door just opens for you. That's what Ethan postage looked like, uh, and he just allowed. Just, he was like like a hotel, like a busboy just letting you letting you right in, uh, and he got hurt in the end, uh. And then Cal Fuller came in and Cal Fuller looked great. Again, postage was a bad signing. I'm gonna stand by that. And because Cal Fuller is literally better. Uh, so yeah, but the O-line looks good. Glad to see. Defense. I don't know. I, I it's kinda hard to say like if the defense uh outdid what we expected or not, because this Colts offense is still really shaky. It's Carson Wentz's first game with them. And honestly, the Colts offense isn't amazing anyways i know Jonathan taylor's great i know the online's great but quentin nelson was banged up eric fisher's out still uh and i believe ryan kelly i think the center was was also out so i don't know about that but in total uh d-line looked great daryl taylor that sack was so satisfying oh my goodness that was great to see and then benson got a sack benson looked good but oh my goodness change your number please i hate like Dude, I, I gag when I see Benson Mayo as number 10. I'm not kidding. It's disgusting. Uh, and then uh, Rasheem Green got a sack. Great. Carlos Dunlap got a sack. Uh, my favorite D lineman by a mile. But it was on a two-point conversion, so it doesn't count towards the stat sheet, which I think is a really stupid rule. Uh, and then what? Bobby and Brooks looked great. Both of them are top 10 in tackles uh, in the league right now. That's well, only one week, but still. Uh Jamal, uh, he didn't do really do anything, but I saw a stat. He wasn't targeted once, and he played like oh, I forget what the numbers. He played a lot of coverage snaps, and didn't get targeted once, so that's great. Uh he had a sack that got called back because he was off sides. Uh and dude, Quandre on the first touchdown to Zach Pascal. I thought Quandre was gonna go for the ball. Uh, I thought he was gonna pick it. And he went for Zach Pascal and he hit him, not too hard, but he hit him and it was complete. Uh, for touchdown, so I, I kind of, I thought Quandre could have gotten to that, and then later in the game, I forget who it was, I think it was Paris Campbell, uh, he caught it on the right sideline, and Quandre lit him up, I don't know how he caught it, but it was just a great hit by Quandre, wanted to point that out, I'd uh, love to see that, corners, DJ Reed didn't do much, he recovered that fumble, uh, which was cool to see, and Trey Flowers, okay, the entire game, Trey didn't look that bad, it's just like, there was one or two plays. I remember one was to Jack Doyle. I forget the other one, if it even if it even happened. But where it's third down, we've been playing good defense. And then Trey, it looks like good coverage and Jack Doyle catches it. And just, I feel like that happens so much with Trey where like he's like a second too late and it's so annoying to see. Uh, but still, I'm not going to pick on him too much for that. That happens with any corner. But late in the game, I know we're up. I know the game is over. But just like Trey Flowers is like jogging as Zach Pascal. Like I, there was no safety help. So I get it. But like, Trey just looks so bad on that play. And it's so annoying to see. Like It looked like he didn't even care. And Zach Passoe just like runs right by him uh, for a touchdown late in the game. And it was really annoying to see, at least for me. But overall, uh, great great game by the defense, too. 16 points, and six of those was because our cornerback wasn't running. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, 56 yards. Not too bad for the caliber of O-line we were against. And honestly, just a really clean win. Uh, I loved it. Now, let's get into, this is where the preview of week two starts, Titans game. I already talked about us, our strengths, uh, our weaknesses. I guess our weakness, I don't even know. We looked really, really good. Uh, I I honestly don't know. But it's kind of hard because now we're going to have a way tougher matchup with the Titans. And as I say that, the Titans look dookie. They looked absolutely awful uh, against the Cardinals. Uh, score was 38 to 13. And the thing that happens with the Titans, which like, can't always expect because they're not, I don't think the Titans are actually this bad of a team where they lose by 25. But the thing is, they're like a big momentum team because Derrick Henry is obviously the best player. He's a top 10 player in the league. I think Derrick Henry's amazing. Uh, but the second they start losing, they can't use him. Like, cause you know, like you, you, if you're losing by like more than one possession, you can't just keep running the ball. You got to start passing. So like they kind of dig them put themselves in a hole, but when they get up, they can run with Derrick Henry and it's amazing. So like it just, uh, it gets really lopsided, I guess it's, it's hard to to predict how a Titans game will look, but you know, they looked awful. Tannehill, uh, one interception, I think it had two fumbles. Let me look. Yeah. Two fumbles lost. Uh, QB rating of 22.6. He had two, 200 yards. He had a rushing touchdown from, like, the one-yard line. Uh, I'm not a Derrick Henry owner because someone drafted him before me, but that's pretty annoying. Uh, just, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Uh, And, honestly, A.J. Brown had four targets, 49 yards, one touchdown. I mean, four receptions, 49 yards, one touchdown. So Tannehill still is good with A.J. Brown. Uh, The touchdown was nice. But Julio, dude, that, like, I don't know if you call it the chemistry between Julio and Tannehill or just – Oxygen highlight, watching highlights. I love Julio Jones, one of my favorite players in NFL history, but he, did, he didn't he did look that good. Like there was like two or three balls where he, like, you telling me like, I, I watched it and I was like, how does Julio Jones drop that? Cause like, it's a hard catch, but it hits him in the hands. So uh, like, I don't know, it was weird to see. And the thing is like, I don't want to underestimate that cause it's their first game together. So like maybe, maybe now they're uh, like, chem- uh, the chemistry between Tannehill and Julio is better. So that's something maybe you should worry. We should worry about, but I wouldn't stress too much. Uh, and then Derek Henry, he just had like an awful game, he's seventeen for fifty eight. Uh, so like you're thinking, like, oh okay, like their run game's like not as good as it used. To. I don't know. I don't know what you'd want to say to that, but the Cardinals' D line is so much better than ours. I love our D line, but we do not have Chandler Jones, and we do not have JJ Watt. I know JJ is not what he used to be, but he's still he's still great. Uh, and I think that Derrick Henry probably has, like, a vengeance now, you know, like, he's probably, like, probably hungry to go off, so I'm not worried about that, because I love our front seven, Uh, and Jamal, Jamal's not part of a front seven, he's not a linebacker, but I love, like, it's. I think it'll still be hard to run it on Bobby Brooks and Maul, uh, so I'm excited for that, and other side of the ball, like, like, let's get past, trying to stop Tannehill and Henry and Julio and AJ, their defense sucks. I mean, is hot garbage, is a dumpster fire. Oh my goodness. Like who, who's their number one corner? I know they drafted Farley, but he's out this week. Um Elijah Molden, the the UW uh corner. He's a rookie, though. Actually, I guess Farley's a rookie, but still. Uh like Bayard is a he's like their safety, yeah. I'm not calling him a corner, don't worry. But he's not like he's not elite or anything. Uh defense. Uh, they got Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, edge, he's an edge rusher. I'm pretty sure. I know he's solid. Uh, Harold Landry, same thing. But like, this this is like, if any game, if there's any game that our offense can go off, I think it's this one. Like, I think maybe maybe even more. No, the Texans' defense pretty bad. I don't know, but like, I expect like three touchdowns total from DK and Lockett. And like four or five from Russell. Unless like we like we're killing him and we're just running the ball. Like I think this could be a huge game for uh the passing offense and the running the run game. But just I got high expectations uh for, for Russell and the receivers uh this game. So yeah, I'd say my score prediction at first when I made like my whole season uh preview video predictions, I said I said it's gonna be a close game that we'd barely win. I think, uh, but now I'm gonna say, dude, honestly, like this is really cocky, but maybe like even like 42 to 20. Oh, but I we we never run up the score. That's hard. Uh, 38 to 20. That's my score prediction. 38 to 20. Seahawks win at home. Home opener, first game with fans. Oh, super excited to see that. Hoping to see some DK, some Lockett, uh, and then some of my favorite players who don't, like, kind of under the radar, uh, like Marquise Blair. I'm still waiting. I want him to do something so badly. I want Jamal to get his first pick. I don't know. I'm just, I love game days. I'm really excited. And yeah, I think we're going to have a big win tomorrow. So yeah. Anyways, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening, depending on what platform you're on. And yeah, go Hawks and have a nice day. Peace.